1: Welcome back. I am Seth Liebson. As we head into hour two, we do so every Friday with our political consultant and guru, George Kaloff. He is the president of uh, the Data Orbital Group, as well as the managing partner of the Resolute Group. Uh, George is uh, in that rarefied uh, business. Uh, we're about now. Every day is like April 14th for an accountant. So thank yes, you sir. for spending your time with us in the audience. <laughs> always. I know always. how busy you are. A
2: welcome break from the show uh, of the day. You bring good news, though. Um,
1: we've talked a lot on this show about how the Democrats were leveraging the abortion issue to try and do everything they can to uh, – to uh, squeak out uh, victories uh, here and there in the election, and um, you're saying to me that there looks to be like some softening on that as a major issue in these elections. Yes,
2: I I am. We're seeing it, and even Politico is seeing it. So I usually, you yeah. know, I get every morning political playbook. So for for nerds like us, that's a, that's like a what's happening in politics from a national perspective. And one of their lead articles two days ago was: Is the abortion issue? is it on the decline and their answer was yes because the polling is showing it's on the decline and what we mean by on the decline is it is no longer a top one or two in some places it's a three in some places it's not not even a top three issue Back to where, not exactly, but back closer to where it was before the Dobbs decision that overturned Roe versus Wade that we've obviously spent a lot of time discussing.
1: Well, it's interesting you mentioned that. I was watching something earlier. You would know whether it's true or not, George. Uh, I was watching something earlier that said a year ago crime wasn't top five, and it now is, um, or at least in some states or in some elections. Uh, It's interesting that... The abortion issue and crime, I was just kind of trying to think a little bit about what they share in common and what they don't. Uh, crime is something that everyone is worried about uh, always and should be, um, sometimes more so than others. Now more so than others, obviously, with it rising and it creeping into communities we used to think more impervious to it. Abortion isn't something everyone worries about um, you know, I if I talk to someone who's uh, well past birthing age and they say, well, they're voting for Democrats because of the abortion issue, I say, is that really something that, that uh, you're worried about for yourself? And obviously you vote on community yes. interests and things that may never affect you, war, you name it, foreign policy, whatever. But it dawned on me that at a certain point people would begin to think – that that really isn't the most important issue right now, something that affects about eight thousand people a year in this state
2: right so so this is the you know the gamble to use that word that the that the Democrats and progressives across the country and their machine is making, which is they can get enough people animated in their own base that were depressed because of Joe Biden and everything that he has or has not done for their base, and then they could convince enough. Young Republicans and female Republicans and independents to come over to the Democratic side out of an intensity and anger of what Republicans are doing. I know people in my family and outside young that are registered Republicans that are under the age of 35 that are getting copious amounts of mail on the abortion issue exclusively, nothing else. And so they're hoping that, okay, they can move enough of these people, not just to vote for them, but to vote in general, since we know the voting, uh, the the turnout percentage for under 35s is the lowest of any other age bracket. That's a very risky gamble when crime is rampant, when inflation today not just didn't slow down, increased once again. Gas is now back to sky high um, figures in Arizona that affects people every day. Abortion does not. So the anger around abortion is not going to be able to last as long as they want it to last.
1: I, I, yeah, I, I accept that and agree with everything you're saying. It seems to me I, I've always been more romantic about politics than most. It seems to me, though, at the end of the day, there is this truism. I'm putting this in the form of a question to you. Is it true? The old James Carville line it is the economy at the end of the day almost all the time. I'd like to think it isn't because I like to think about the whole picture of the ideological world you and I exist in and wish to exist in and the whole kit and caboodle of issues that we care about. But at the end of the day, uh, we talk about things with candidates. But at
2: the end of the day, our elections boil down to pocketbook. Not not entirely, but it is a big factor. I mean, look, I've been following the race now, amazingly, for governor in New York. I don't know if you've been tracking recently, but Lee Zeldin, the Republican, is now in multiple polls within single digits. Why? Because he's running ads that says this is Hochul's New York, and it's just film after film of people getting beat up or shot or killed literally on the side of the road. And then- He had a shooting incident happen in front of his own home where two individuals were shot while his teenage daughters were home alone. If that doesn't make it personal and relatable to every individual around the state of New York, I don't know what is. And Hochul's response was what? Abortion. He's going to be extreme. And then he responded this morning with an ad to say, look, because we know what's happening in New York, she's trying to distract you from my position. But you know and I know that the governor cannot unilaterally change any policy on abortion or anything else in the state of New York. Hochul knows that. She's trying to lie to you. Wow. So if Zeldin can win in New York, that would be a watershed.
1: I'm trying to go back in time, 94, 95, when Pataki beat Cuomo and that changed – That was the beginning of changing everything. First, Pataki beats Cuomo, uh, and then we saw Republicans take, you know. It was it, – it, it's New York, it could
2: be a bit of a bellwether there. Could be. Could be. It could be because there are issues that are affecting everyday Americans. Yeah. And so in New York, it's crime. It's as bad it was, as it was before Giuliani was elected, in right? In New York, in Arizona, it's crime, yes, but to a bigger degree, our gas here is more expensive than almost any other parts of the country. We are well above the national average, which it's never been the case. And look, gas isn't the end-all be-all, but it is linked and indicative of a lot of other things that are coming around it, and now we're slated – very clearly, with as high as inflation is, not to get too wonkish, for multiple additional interest rate hikes, which affects people's ability to have all their, you know, the, their variable interest rates on their credit cards, and affects home buyers. Those do affect average Americans. Yeah.
1: yeah, no, that 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 that's a really good point, and it seems to me that the Democrats thought here in Arizona that they could ride that abortion issue all the way to uh, November 8th, especially with candidates that, you know, just aren't that good. Uh, You tell me, but it seems to me that Marco Lopez would have been a much stronger candidate than Katie Hobbs. At least he would have been able to answer a reporter's question without crashing into Biden-Fetterman world. It is, but they, you know, they thought, we don't, we got, we're good. We got Katie Hobbs; she's
2: established, she's Secretary of State, and we got abortion, right? The machine gave the Democrats Katie Hobbs, and Katie Hobbs has given the Democrats disappointment after disappointment, not least of which is everything that's happened this week. A Ghost w- in the machine, <laughs> right? Yeah. With with not being able to, I mean, even answer not just basic questions, have any kind of back and forth when. Across the board, everyone from the head of the Clean Elections Commission to media sources that we know are not friends of, some of them are outright, you know, opponents of the Republican Party, definitely not friends or in bed with the Republican Party, if they are criticizing the way that she's conducted herself, it has reached a next level. And you know what is a happening on the other side? Complete and total continued finesse of issues and a very um, sort of, uh, you know, a very candid talking style that even led the Atlantic. Because again, I take my cues from what are what's like center left media world doing and saying when the Atlantic has to cover you, is in cover Kerry Lake yeah. and say nice things about you. Yeah, That's when you know the Democrats in trouble here yeah. in yeah. the state of Arizona yeah. and the investments not increasing and we are not even seeing this across the country. Democrats are having to defend seats they never thought they had to defend, and we're going into places like Oregon, like Nevada, like Colorado. I'm not saying we're going to win any or all of those, but we're going into places and playing more offense than ever before. It is about momentum in politics, and right now the momentum is, I believe, coming back to the Republican Party. At a minimum, it's shifting away from the Democratic Party.
1: In a state like Arizona – which has a uh, a fairly substantial uh, Hispanic population, Latino, whatever the term of art is. I'm happy to use it, but um, you know what of of what of what I speak, uh, which is more than Katie Hobbs could say about any of it. <laughs> anyway, um, are we seeing that? shift that we keep reading about to taking place here are the democrats losing control of the hispanic vote in arizona the way we're told is happening nationally uh,
2: we'll are see are we lagging
1: as an indicator
2: we're lagging a little bit in arizona i will say we are going to see i'll make a prediction here today we're going to see some surprise wins in districts that are heavily hispanic majority hispanic or heavily hispanic and it's going to be for republicans and it's going to be because of the hispanic voter it's going to be because of the out of touch continued conversations the the that the Democrats are making and the gamble that they're making on abortion does not line up with the data of where their major voting block in the state is on that issue. Are they going to be surprised? The Democratic Party? I think they will because they're not seeing it. Either that or they're seeing it and they're acting oblivious. I wonder if their push on abortion might be part of their
1: problem that they're inviting without even knowing it. Maybe we can talk about that when we come back from the commercial break. I also want to talk about this Channel 8 K-E-E-T ASU Hobbes Independent expenditure, if, if I can, uh, with you when we come back. George Kaloff is our guest from the Resolute Group and Data Orbital. Happy to take your calls, too, 602 508 George and I will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. If you're worried about stock market volatility, I have an investment opportunity from one of our sponsors, Refi? In a portfolio with a strong fixed rate of return and no correlation to the stock market. It's a great and unique investment opportunity that is in a secure and collateralized portfolio with an up to 10 and a quarter percent return for investors and your investment can be in a trust an IRA it can be in a joint investment it can be in an individual investment. Why Refi is a due diligence approved firm as I say made up of really great guys. Check them out at investyrefi.com. The word invest the letter y r e f y.com or give them a call at 8553163087. That's 8553163 Never a sales pitch. They just like talking about what they do, and they'll let it speak for itself. George Kaloff is my guest in studio, taking your calls if you'd like to ring in and ask uh, the guru a question. The number is 602-508-0960. George is with the Resolute Group and Data Orbital, where he is the president. Uh, George, uh, let me stick with the Arizona's uh, governor's race for a moment. I, I don't know how to say this. I shouldn't be surprised, but every time I think I've seen it all, Um, I get a next-level intro into shenanigans, uh, particularly almost always and exclusively from the left. So Katie Hobbs was on Face the Nation on Sunday, asked three times about not debating her opponent, Carrie Lake. Her last answer was, look, my schedule's set. I, I don't have any time to do anything Next thing I saw was a video from um, uh, 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 the Project Veritas where she seems to have nothing but time to just sit around eating cheeseburgers outside and avoiding reporters' questions when they find her. And then the next thing I see is though she won't debate uh, that the, the the scheduled debate at KAET, KAET Channel 8 is going to give her a 30-minute gift of a free interview, which – was the exact thing she litigated for with the Clean Elections Commission that partners with Channel 8 that they turned her down on. And I got to tell you, I think it's a shame. I think it's a shambles. I think it's frankly – look, Carrie Lake just said – just came across my transom. She said, I will not be taking part in anything involving PBS for the remainder of this election. I don't blame her. I don't blame her. PBS fouled the punch here. They fouled their own nest and they spoiled the punch. That's what I want to say.
2: 100%. Look, as a general rule, the voters in the electorate deserve to see discourse, period, hard stop. And that includes debates. There are people that hate debates. There are people that are horrific at debates that are still debating here in the state and around the country. OK. With that being said, not only should you debate, the way that Katie Hobbs and her team have handled this makes her look even worse There are Democrat operatives on social media admitting that it makes it look even worse. And I think other than a paid staffer of hers or two maybe that have come to her aid, at worst case scenario, they're just staying silent on it. Carrie Lake has completely and utterly managed this thing better than she did. And again, you can clearly tell she is terrified. That's the indication that's being given off, which in a chief executive, do you want a chief executive that's terrified to stand up to their opponent? are they going to then stand up up for you? That's what's happening in voters' minds. And it's getting a lot of play because the media is not backing down on this, which is at least good to see because they also want to some level, some type of discourse, and she's not even giving them the basic amount. Yeah, that's
1: right. And what's interesting, too, is you're seeing a little bit of pile on from another media source, the Arizona Republic. I think think maybe with the exception of one I think every one of their columnists their home house columnists I think they've all denounced Katie Hobbs on this um, which is interesting to me I'm I'm not sure if EJ did I think all the others have uh, Ed Montini and or may not have but uh, Lori Roberts uh, the uh, Elva, uh, Elva they all have and it seems to me that it's just so obvious what took place here you tell me if my assessment's correct I'm guessing at the Hobbs camp they said well If we debate, Carrie Lake we will probably, I don't know, lose five or six points. If we don't debate her, we'll lose maybe two or three points. That's, I'm guessing, their equation. But Katie Hobbs uh, said on the Project Veritas tape she's not going to talk politics with anyone she disagrees with. How is that qualified to be governor
2: or even, for that matter, dog catcher? You're only going to talk to people you know? And up until this point, frankly— This is the way that our society has been going, and I don't think the media has done anything to stop it, which is to say, well, look, if discourse is whatever, unpleasant, and that's a super broad term, anything beyond you agreeing with me or me agreeing with you, we can't have it. Well, that's a big problem, right? Right. Then when you try to be governor, it's an even bigger problem. But now people are finally waking up and saying, Okay, this is kind of ridiculous. And again, to Carrie Lake's credit, she has ha- handled this um aggressive enough to sort of you know show toughness, but she's been like, look, she's letting her make her own bed, so to speak. She's like, all right, you don't and I'll debate, debate her
1: anytime, anywhere under any condition, she can even write the questions, I exactly. think she said in her last
2: offer. Exactly. Right? right. I mean it's a it's a it's just politically um it's just political suicide, it's political F, whatever metaphor you want to say to do what she is doing and they're not backing down. It's almost best, better at this point if you just relented and say I was wrong, mm-hmm. but now she is in way too deep to do that.
1: Now, I I don't know how much of a stain this will bring to KAET Channel 8 ASU and the Cronkite School because Channel 8 is housed over at the, at the, at the Cronkite School at ASU, but I think they're right to argue that they should be ashamed of themselves, too, for allowing this. Uh, look, I don't think candidates should even be able to go on – I don't think networks should invite candidates on their shows if they won't even allow them to debate, like when the DNC wouldn't allow uh, a presidential debate on Fox News. I I just think, OK, fine. Then we won't have Democrats on. I think that should be the pl- That should be the game. I'm not sure if I'm right, but that's
2: what I, I think. I mean, look, we're already, we already saw a bill from – Senator uh, from Representative Kavanaugh Adam, is running right? for the state Senate right. that's talking about the defunding of this. And again, if you're being honest with yourself, if you're going to go against – and again, not just go against either candidate. Go against the Clean Elections Commission, which has been your partner for a long time here. And, and I'm sure uh, listeners heard the remarks that the head of Clean Elections made very publicly on the news last night. And it was news – again, it's getting wide coverage that this is not just disappointing. This is clearly going to be seen as a favoritism to one candidate sure. over the other. sure. Because one was abiding by the rules and one wasn't, and they're rewarding the one who wasn't. 100%. She got her way. So then why, why wouldn't everyone
1: do this from now on? And I'll reiterate, this is the very plan that Katie Hobbs proposed to the Clean Elections Commission as her last-ditch effort to satisfy them that they turned down and saying, no, this back-to-back is not a debate. There's another thing going on, too, and I, I get if, if Dems and Libs don't want to admit it or address it, but it's plain to the naked eye that katie hobbs is just incapable of finishing a sentence or complete stringing along a sentence i i've been saying she's somewhere between joe biden and john fetterman uh it's amazing she has the support she has
2: this has got to be cratering it even further i would think yeah it's just clear when you hear her talk and i've had to a couple of times at events. <laughs> had to. <laughs> uh, and it's just clear what comes out of her mouth is either in completely inconsistent with her record, like, quote, I will not raise taxes and there's never been a tax increase that she has not loved or, uh, or any other myriad of things. And, you know, she should be ashamed of herself. But, again, they're making the calculation. It's better to lose the points for not debating than it is to completely and utterly get obliterated. But that's the disservice to the voters and to our state and to the precedent that we've always had.
1: He's George Kaloff. I'm Seth Leibson, and he and I will be right back. George Kaloff is my guest. He's in studio. He is the managing partner at the Resolute Group and the president of Data orbital uh george people checking their mailboxes are gonna see something great interesting and exciting um dropping this week tell tell, tell us a little bit about what early early voting means now.
2: Yeah, they better think it's great and interesting and exciting otherwise i've wasted the last 18 months of my <laughs> life so for my sake please it.
0: <laughs> you uh, and me both baby
2: <laughs> ballots are arriving in homes today some in more rural parts of the state will be arriving in homes tomorrow um We obviously know that in Arizona, we don't have really one election day. We have a series of 20-some-odd, 23, 24. Our our firm, Data Orbital, on that side, we have diligently tracked for the last two or three cycles, early voting habits. And this is going to be... Uh, a doozy, to use that phrase, to track, to see, uh, are Republicans truly holding on to their ballots and just going to be voting more on Election Day? We saw that in a huge way, record-breaking numbers since the start of early voting in Arizona in the primary. Are uh, independents and registered Democrats, are gonna, Are they going to vote much earlier? The thing that I would sort of flag as well as people are contemplating is all kinds of information that's in the not just in the echo chamber of politics, but it's making its way to the media and different things you know you see one off polls or you see these outliers oh, or yeah. you see these sort of series of things that just kind of either paint doom or gloom for any one side and we have to remember that every cycle for the last two or three we have had these doom and gloom surveys in 2020 the sky was falling and republicans ended up picking almost 20 uh, picking up 20 seats in in congress in 2018 the sky was falling both chambers were going to be lost in Arizona yes we lost some seats but we held on to the majorities we need to be careful to take polls as part of trends and to really be critical. And I would urge the media more so than the average person, because it's tough to kind of really wade into the details. Let's be critical of the polls that we're giving airtime. If a poll's not worth its salt, or if it's showing something that you know, and you're pointing out in your article, is it crazy, but we know that people will self-selectively take that one portion and leave off the rest of it. And then there's no context for it. Yeah. So there's a danger to that as we begin this early voting and this time of of, of critical importance for a country like ours and a state like ours, because this is how we Pick our, you know, pick our leaders and our future vision and direction.
1: My general rule on most things, and you reminded me of it for this thing, is that if something is too bad, looks too bad to be true, it usually is. If it looks too good to be true, it usually is. Um, God gave you a brain and eyes, use them. One other question I wanted, to, I meant to want to learn by you, George. Um, what the Democrats are looking to leverage, big victories, and pull a rabbit out of a hat here. I have friends in D.C. who are as conservative as you or I who are saying, man, we are getting beaten up on the January 6th thing. And I'm saying I I don't think so. I got to tell you, maybe I'm wrong. You tell me. I don't think it's working. I think that is really a
2: Beltway fascination. You tell me if it's having an effect out here. It's definitely a Beltway fascination. Now, I did get forwarded a link yesterday that CNN did 17 straight minutes of footage that apparently was taken – by uh, documentary and HBO yeah. and the Pelosi yeah. family. I yeah, believe. yeah, that was 17 minutes yeah. straight. That was at least the part that I, you know, watched. And so they are trying to make it a thing. I just, again. It's either going to be that. And we've talked about this before. It cannot be that and abortion and this and that and guns and this calamity. Voters need to have one focus. And so I think I think it's odd that they're bringing this back in this time, because if abortion was working for them, then why don't you just stick with abortion? That's right. This came back at a weird ferocity in time, didn't it? It's a, I think it's a butt way thing. And look, they strategically brought it back in the second week of October. And now they've subpoenaed Trump. I mean, all of it is I mean, we know it's all a calculated effort to. To make uh, one man and frankly then this entire party look a certain way in the footage that they put out yesterday on CNN. And so then the question is, all right, are there enough of these voters that were on the edge? Are they watching these things and are they going to be affected more by this or by everything else that we've talked about? I just find it hard to believe that they're going to be more affected by this than things related to their kids and things mm-hmm. being able to feed their families and fill up their cars and pay their mortgages and all these other Yeah, I mean, I I just I still have a hard time getting my hands and head around the idea that
1: Republicans need to take heat for the actions of 900 people they'd never heard of and didn't know that were denounced by every Republican they had ever heard of. It just seems to me it seems to me a hard hard lever to to move a lot of people on. Um, I get why the Democrats want to exploit it, especially after what they did in 2020. But um, but uh, I, I, my sense is I'm glad you're validating it. It is a Beltway thing, and it's not reaching anywhere. If it was reaching anything, Liz Cheney would still be in Congress next year.
2: It, yes, a lot of Beltway things, as I know you and I both know, Seth. <laughs> a lot of Beltway things are truly just Beltway things. They, they don't actually affect the normal person. The <laughs> George, thanks
1: for being normal. Thanks for being smart, too. I'm Seth Leaps, and he's George Caleb. Have a great weekend, sir. I appreciate you so much. The great Blake Masters coming up next. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson show. It's a delight to bring back to the show one of the most spoken about candidates in the country. I get calls about him all the time. I'm delighted to say he visits with me regularly and you all. That is Blake Masters, candidate for Senate. BlakeMasters.com is his website. Blake, how are you, man?
3: Jeff, doing great. Always great to chat with you.
1: Great to chat with you. By the way, great ads up on TV. You're just doing a great job. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk to you on our visit uh, before, well, actually, before I did that, you had a huge rally this past weekend with uh, Donald Trump. How'd that go? Oh,
3: it was great. You know, thousands and thousands of people, high energy. Um, it was It was a little hot. I got to say that. <laughs> you know what? We live in Arizona. We love the dry heat. And no, I mean, you, you know, that's these. Trump rallies—they're like rock and roll concerts, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, just the energy, and people are so fired up. People are ready to make a change in November and actually save our state and take back our country. Uh, it was—it was—it was awesome.
1: Can I say something about this, Blake? You know, from the detractors uh, who say, you know, these rallies that they've never been to, first of all, that they denounce and, and criticize. As you know sometimes they'll use epithets like "hate filled" or other pejoratives, Blake, they are missing something big here. These are love stories these are love stories about our country isn't that what these are about it's a it's a It's a story about people who love and want to continue because they care about this country isn't that what it's about
3: that's right that's right, and probably every every person to a single person in that audience i mean. People are just disgusted with what's happening. Yeah, whether it's our water open southern border with illegals and fentanyl coming through, or just crushing inflation that the Democrats' economic policies have caused. Right? Or what about just rising crime? Yeah, you know, America isn't America if we don't have the rule of law. Yeah, if our streets are unsafe, this is country starting to look more like Venezuela under Joe Biden's leadership than than the America that we know and love. And you no, know, everybody at the rally—they have a problem with that. So it's—we're um, critical of the administration, but only because we love our country so much.
1: I was just saying that earlier today. We, you know, you look about parts of parts of the state, parts of this country that you thought were immune to some of the social destruction. Uh, We are in many parts, even the leafy and green suburbs, we are beginning to look like the kind of place we used to send missionaries to. You know, we used to send aid to, Um, you know, what, what we used to be able to denounce is or at least ignore, perhaps, is, you know, well, that's a South Phoenix problem or whatever. It's not anymore. It's not. I mean, in New York, it's in front of Congressman's House running for governor, for God's sakes, right?
3: It's so crazy, just this lawlessness, right? And the Democrats, look, they're the party of defund the police. That's right. I, under- I understand they're running away from that slogan now because sure. it's just insane and it's unpopular with the electorate. But you talk to Tucson police officers, you talk to Phoenix police officers, they feel defunded right. by these left-wing city councils. Right. They don't right. feel supported. And I think that's a real problem. Meanwhile, crime is climbing. Our streets are less safe. You can't confidently just walk down the street anymore and... uh and feel perfectly safe. And I think that's something that every child, something that every person in Arizona deserves to feel safe when you walk outside your street.
1: My gosh. It's it's the symbol of a government that's failing you or a government that is doing its first job. That's what it is. Uh, A a government that can't keep you safe is failing at its very first job. You know, there's an aspect of your race, Blake, um, Masters, if I might, that not a lot of people pay attention to. But when they talk about all these issues, or let's just take some of the headlines of the past week. We have learned the Secretary of Homeland Security who has been lying to us about the border for two years was now in the possession of knowledge that that story about whipping Haitians wasn't true before he took it to the president and took it public. When we learn about Joe Biden and his administration going hat in hand uh, to Saudi Arabia and OPEC car- cartels begging them not to make their decision in front of an election and waiting until after the election, when we look about these kinds of stories, the FBI steel revelations with the Russiagate um, investigation, one of the things... Someone like you can do once you get in that seat and in the majority is actually hold these guys accountable. We may not be able to vote Biden out of office, but hearings and impeachment, this is the ability for people to put you in office to hold hearings and hold these folks accountable even before the next presidential election, right?
3: That's right. You know, we got to take back the Congress, we'll take back the House, we'll take back the Senate. And immediately that solves a lot of problems because what it does is it stops Joe Biden's crazy agenda. Right? When your boat is taking in water and you're sinking, the first thing to do is to plug the hole. Mm -hmm. Right? Can we please stop taking in more water? Mm -hmm. And then we'll figure out how to actually play offense for a change. I'm tired of Republicans just playing defense in the past. I think President Trump showed us, hey no, we need to take background. Here's how we play offense. We need to actually take background from the progressive left. It might be hard to do while Joe Biden's president, but that's why twenty twenty two and twenty twenty four they go together. We need to take back Congress and stop the bleeding now. And then we badly need the White House back. And I think we'll get it back because Joe Biden, you know, gosh, he's just the worst president in modern memory. Uh, yeah, the, absolutely. The is, is working.
1: He makes people miss Jimmy Carter for those who can remember Jimmy Carter. Right. Yeah. I mean, he really does. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Jimmy Carter could complete a sentence without telling a lie, <laughs> at least. Um, and, and, and it does it, and it does amount to an awful lot at the end of the day, which I guess kind of explains the Democratic Party strategy. They're now trying to gin up January 6th again. I think they're missing the boat. I was just talking to a pollster. And political consultant on my show, I get calls from people that agree with you and me that are on the same page as you and I, but they're in the beltway saying, boy, this January 6th thing is really making it. It's not. It's not reaching out here. It's not making an effect on us out here outside of the beltway. I think that's a beltway thing. I think it is. You're not hearing about well,
3: it, are? Ari- Arizonans are concerned about that wide open border and yeah. the crime and lawlessness, yeah. the sentinel, the illegal aliens. They're concerned about no. the crushing inflation thirteen yeah. percent inflation. If we give Mark Kelly six more years, man, in this time next year, inflation won't be thirteen percent. It'll be twenty percent, and the cost of everything you need to live will be out of reach.
0: You this know, is when... really
3: crazy. This is what I don't understand. Why is Mark Kelly just voting as a rubber stamp for Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer's agenda? It doesn't work, and it's hurting people here in Arizona. So either Mark Kelly doesn't understand that, or you know what I really think it is? He doesn't care. He's so obsessed with this Biden agenda that he just doesn't care. Either way, he deserves to lose his job. Let's get someone in that seat who's going to fight for uh, for Arizonans and their families.
1: You know, you did such a good job in the debate with him, Blake, that I can't see a Mark Kelly out on TV when he's bragging about what he's doing for the border without remembering your Wonderful line, which is, you know, if you've been working on that from day one, you sure weren't doing a very good job. I, You did such a good job in planting that on him and hanging that millstone around his neck that his ads don't even ring even close to true anymore. But that 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 really is it. At the end of the day, he um, he he does vote. Uh, with uh, Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer between 94 and 99 percent of the time. But that's not what he's telling you in his ads. And that kind of tells you that he's lying to us.
3: That's right. And it was hard to stand on the debate stage next to him and just listen to those lies. Yeah. You know, I, I put him on the ropes and he was playing defense all night and struggling, really struggling to defend his record. And I guess that's unsurprising because his record is indefensible.
1: <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Well, Blake Masters, you're doing a great job. It's always great talking to you and hearing you. Blakemasters.com is his website, folks. Help him out. We, uh, we're going to take this seat back, but we need every piece of effort. I'm, Blake, I'm telling people I want everyone tired on November 9th. I want our whole team exhausted on November 9th. I know you will be. <laughs> I know you Absolutely. will be. Full speed ahead. We're going to do this. You're doing a great job because we never see you sweat. You're doing a great job. Blake Masters. I'm Seth Leibson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. By the way, uh, speaking of Blake Masters, he'll be with us at our Battleground Talkers Tour. We're doing Sunday, October 23rd afternoon events. You can be home for Sunday dinner with your family. But uh, we're bringing in uh, Mike Gallagher. Brandon Tatum, Charlie Kirk, I'll be there. Blake Masters will be there. We'll have some other special guests as well. And uh, we um, we wanted to make it as available as possible. So while we do have a VIP and premium seating, general admission uh, you can get at 960thepatriot.com to go to this great event for as low as $5. Tickets as low as $5. But I'll do one better. I'll do two better. If you are caller number two right now at 602 508 0960 will give you a free pair of tickets to our Battleground Talkers Tour on October 23rd. That's a week from this Sunday, not this Sunday, but a week from this Sunday. We will give you a free pair of premium seating tickets at our Talkers Tour. See Mike Gallagher, Charlie, Brandon, me, and Blake Masters and others. Caller number two um, will give you that pair of tickets. If you are not caller number two and still want to go, uh, you can go to 960thepatriot.com. Nine sixty thepatriotcom dot com to get those um, to get those tickets those seats uh, whether you want general admission premium or VIP uh, love love to have you there whichever level you want to uh, join us at um, it's an important event it's important that we keep our energy up it's important that we hear from um, from people like Mike and Charlie and Brandon and Others who recognize the place Arizona is in this election, we are now, unfortunately, a battleground state. It is unfortunate that that is what we have become, but we have become that because the Democrats have, I think, outworked the Republicans uh, for many years. And uh, this year we say this far and no farther, and we start making a comeback we don't even we don 't just stop them we 're going to be taking background we 're going to be taking back seats we 're going to take back mark kelly 's seat. you realize Mark Kelly is sitting in the seat of barry goldwater let 's put Blake Masters in that seat. We're going to take back Greg Stanton's seat. We're going to take back Tom O'Halloran's seat. We're going to keep the governor's office. We're going we're to have a great election year, um, but we're only going to do it. Let's see. How did um, how did Aristotle uh, – uh, uh, yes. Uh, no, it was, uh, it was Oliver Wendell Holmes. Uh, the effort. Effort. The means of accomplishment have one ingredient – effort, and it's going to take all of ours. Oh, good. We got a caller number two. We got a lot of callers, but we did get our caller number two. Knew a little uh, little uh, something different in the next hour. Uh, an interesting discussion I think we're going to have about uh, the importance of education and the importance of education the right way, directing your children the way they should go, and what the left has done in taking them in the direction, and our country in the direction it should not. You're not going to want to miss it. I'm Seth Leaveson. Don't go away. We'll be right back.